things. So here we go. <laughs> All right. So are we recording? We're definitely recording. We're definitely recording now. Are you sure? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, welcome to another fucking episode of this bullshit podcast called Free to a Good Home. Do you know, the, Michael, if the internet's you wanna, only if you funny podcast. Wanna, if you don't want to do this episode, if you don't want to do this podcast anymore, <laughs> me and Alexi Teleopolis can have a lovely positive time. That's, that's true, that's true. Um, Alexi, how are you feeling being on the internet's official funny podcast? It is exciting. I hope I'm up to the challenge. You know, I've never been on a funny podcast before. I usually I talk more theory about films and Mm -hmm. otherwise. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to try my hands. Things of that nature. (laughs) Exactly. You know, that kind of thing. Serious detective work. And now I'm Mm going to try my hands at trying to get a few tittles and tattles out there. And I'm excited. Okay. I mean, the first thing I want to tell you is that tattles isn't really what we call them. Tittles, (laughs) sort of. Like, we can just Mm -hmm. get a line. Tattles is like, um, to me, that's like uh, telling on someone. And we really discourage snitching on people. That's just something that... Straight away, I'm not going to give you notes side stage because like, mm-hmm. I know that's an, I'm not going to side coach yes. the whole time. Well, you've embarrassed because me because you've, you've never been on me. a funny co- podcast before. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> yeah, you've embarrassed me, but you know this is all new jargon for me. This world of humor, so try just try yeah. my best, you know. <laughs> but I will be okay. honest. No, I appreciate that. I do. I do have a tear in my eye from being shamed so publicly. <laughs> um, Alexi, uh, listeners would remember you as two, I would say, uh, two of the most classic Fruit of a Good Home episodes in recent yeah. memory. I was One where say, you uh, uh, went on a trip with a, uh, where you met up with a vampire. Mm-hmm. That was a couple of years back. And more recently, yes. where you brought in a classified uh, that you found on the internet <laughs> that absolutely oh. rinsed Ben, who was trying to give away, I think, a washing machine. <laughs> yes, a washing you know, machine I for, I think, seven that. weeks. But I think it was only seven weeks that you were trying to get rid of a washing machine for. All right, laugh it up. Yuck it up. Um, oh, I just realised the, the enormous self-own that that was uh, of saying that Alexi had never been on a funny podcast when he had guessed on ours twice. <laughs> Maybe more, yeah. Well, you guys uh, only recently anyway. made the switch to being a funny podcast, so I'm glad That's, to be here yeah. for it. Well, we oh, are still man. hearing from people um, all around the world who find our podcast by googling "funny podcasts" and finding a, a particular list of, um, of, of, of uh, that someone's put together of funny podcasts. It's, um, the, sort a random of, it's list. the sort of SEO that other podcasts would literally murder people for. Um, mm, you know what I yeah, mean? And, uh, but so much so that someone texted us. Uh, someone texted it. Someone uh, messaged our Facebook page and said mm. uh, that they found us through that, and they were so offended by our um, nonsense talking about that that they were um, refusing to join the Patreon. Wow, that's true. They, but I will say, if money, you do, being rude to people. Exactly. But if you do join the Patreon, the most recent thing we put up was a live episode we recorded at the Vanguard a couple of weeks ago uh, with guests Tom Walker, Bridie Connell and Jen Fricker and uh, aside from a I would say a longer than I would like segment where you all refer to me as a as a bumbling pedophile for um, I'd say 12 minutes Um, I thought it was a really enjoyable night it was a very fun night uh, it was good, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a deserved 12 minutes, I think. Wow. Dude, it's uh, Alexi, brutal. how have you been since we spoke last? I have been uh, quite well, I would say. I've actually, in the t- time since I last spoke to you on the recorded format of a podcast, humorous or otherwise, mm-hmm. I have actually grown <laughs> my first ever moustache. 
Are you kidding me? That was your first moustache? Because I saw you in the meantime. We yeah. shot a thing together, you and I. Yes. And I saw you with a moustache and it was like, in my, I honestly was like, <laughs> oh, he's always had that. Okay. Yes. I don't need to comment because he's always had that. It's changed my energy completely. I do give off this Burt Reynolds raw masculinity vibe now. <laughs> that seems like it's always say, been the case. I was going to say your um your moustache gives you almost like a um a fun and free energy rather than a raw masculinity kind of thing. It was more of a Salvador Dali. I know it's you're not, you're not growing wow. you're not growing a Salvador Dali moustache, but it does give no. you a certain Salvador esque uh, energy about you. I think. I can't believe and the melted clock that you follow you carry, <laughs> yeah. carry around all the time. <laughs> I, I honestly, King, I got to say, I'm shocked. I've never heard of anyone have to refer to something being similar to the style of that particular artist, Salvador Dali, and go by Salvador esque instead of Dali esque, which is a term <laughs> I've heard many a time before. But I've never heard anyone go by the first name for such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Things like things like having to fill out a bunch of like crazy bureaucracy forms at like the at the at the RTA or whatever, and he's like, "This is just Franz S." <laughs> hey guys, I just got these new shoes. Uh, they're um, um, Air Michaels, and um, they are absolutely crushing it. <laughs> fucking idiot! Wow, they cool. everybody have. A, we, but I've been, we are recording I've this uh, one day. After the spookiest uh, day of the year, Halloween. Did everybody mm. have a good Halloween? Oh, uh, I yes. actually had something interesting happen to me on uh, Halloween. Not interesting happened to me, but I had an interesting occasion on Halloween, Ben. It was my sure. uh, my younger sister Joey's uh, wedding. Um, so I don't know she how much I've booked. She booked a wedding on Halloween. Like she knew it was Halloween because it's still, it's the same night every every year. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, th- I don't know how much I've talked about Joe on the the podcast before. This is my sister who's very much into schemes and scams. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't think getting married was a scam, although we haven't ruled it out. Um, sure. She and her uh, now husband, who I mm. somewhat resent um, because his name is also Michael. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, is he taking the- her last name or...? Uh, <laughs> he's, he's now Michael Higgins. <laughs> no, so his name is... Uh, his name's also Michael, which means that to differentiate us in the family group chat, my parents had now refer to me by my full name as Michael Hing in the group chat. Wow. And that is humiliating. Um, obviously, wow. I, you know, I... <laughs> I love him because he's part of my family move. and whatnot, but I am mm-hmm. uh, resentful for that and that alone. Um, uh-huh. they're, they're, they're wedding on Halloween. They, I don't think they put it together when they were planning because there were only a, there was a certain date after COVID restrictions that they wanted to get married um, uh, because of uh, like old school Chinese numerology reasons. Um, really? Yeah, uh, just like a good luck thing. It's uh, they weren't super serious about it, but it was just like important to certain parts of the family, I think. And I think this was a date that worked. I think I'm, I'm not sure of the ins and outs, but I don't think they picked it because it was Halloween. But I did ask Hum if I could if I could wear a cape and fangs to it, and Hum <laughs> said absolutely not. She really, um, wow. she really could put the put the kibosh on that. You're uh-huh, so uh-huh. lucky and that nice Hum wedding? is around to keep you in check with stuff like this. Because <laughs> honestly, oh, goodness, I, yeah. the more I get to know you, the more I believe that you could ruin everything that you've accumulated of your life. <laughs> just in a heartbeat. <laughs> or some sort of humorous joke, a lark, if you will, that will get at the most a titter. At the most, it would get a titter <laughs> if, you, if you came dressed as a Dracula. But it would ruin your family. It would really upset yeah, your sister. Absolutely would. This new Michael would probably kill you. He would probably kill you this new michael 
<laughs> he was so upset. Uh, no, Do but you... it was it was a beautiful wedding. It was a very lovely wedding. Uh, my job, we, we, uh, because it was a because uh, of COVID stuff, it was quite hastily arranged because we I think they put it together not knowing how long they'd be able to have a wedding for. So it was arranged okay. very quickly. So a did lot anybody of, um, make any anybody make any references to the fact that it was All Hallows Eve? Did they? No, no one did. Everyone. Uh, so so that would have made my costume like if everyone was joking about it, it would have made my costume acceptable. <laughs> if no one joked about it, it would have been mm. <laughs> just in a tracular costume. A fucking mm, yeah. but I um it was it was a really beautiful wedding really lovely uh I had so because it was hastily put together though everyone had like helping out jobs because they didn't have enough time to find it like professionals to do everything so mm-hmm. my job for example was uh the co- I was basically the COVID marshal uh, I had a um a little thermometer gun and I had to check everyone's temperature as they came in and direct them to the hand sanitizer and then later on I was I was literally the fun police in charge of telling people they had to stay in their seats and they couldn't mingle and also um, like making sure that the music didn't get too loud so people didn't dance. It was... Oh, you, wow. had the, you had the John Lithgow in Footloose role. Yeah. You hit, you, that was... That was your yeah. job. I was I was the wedding villain. I was the fun I was the fun police, and I, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, in many ways, I was born to play. Wow. Um, did it? Uh, did it? Did, did it get awkward at any point? Did, did were people no, no. like? Everyone was actually really. Like, I think everyone's kind of living under this COVID regime, and they realised that it was fine. It was weird when I had to because of the venue rules and because of COVID restrictions. I did have to take my sister's temperature when she arrived before she walked down the aisle. Um, <laughs> that was <laughs> kind of fun, to. I guess. You didn't have to. Uh, like the pol- the police weren't there. Like nobody well, would know. have known if you didn't do that. Was I swore an oath when I took on this job? <laughs> when you took her temperature, was here comes the bride playing? Like this is the soon as the song starts. You're like hold on a moment, just tapping her forehead with this gun. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> right, guys. If I could make this about me for a second, I've got a job I need to do. <laughs> did you um, consider no, just before the you, song has started playing? Can did I you ask consider well? doing like yeah? Did you consider doing the joke where you were like, oh, sorry, 40? <laughs> oh, of course I did. Of course I did. Of course I, of course I told her to go home. I was like, 38, you got to go home, Joey. Sorry. Of course. What do you mean? You, <laughs> you think giving me a temperature ask, I didn't, every third person I was doing it. King, may I ask, did you have to lift a veil for your sister's? Uh, to take your sister's temperature because that is something I've never had to think of before but now I'm having this image in my head of her having to lift the veil so you can touch this gun against her forehead lifting the veil and getting like a a temperature gun at a wedding is like almost too on the nose COVID like you know what I mean if there was a film in like 15 years that's set now and that happened that would that would really pull me out of it because it's like that was way too on the nose it'd be cool Mm. of like having like a, a, a movie set in like the 80s mm. and like I don't know Ronald Reagan's like Ronald Reagan's just on the street being the, the president. president or something I don't know something <laughs> crazy like that very terrible no, in the 1980s president, like, it's, like, it's like you go to like a, 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 a restaurant and the person's like what can I get for you Ronald Reagan's the president you know what I mean like it's that kind of um, <laughs> yeah. no well I uh, didn't have to lift the veil but previously when I was checking people I don't know how much uh, temperature gun work you guys have done in the past uh, but little, I've done a f- very little full impact. night of it and wow. um, often if someone has a fringe that uh, hangs down over their forehead, your hair, the, the person's hair won't maintain the temperature or heat as well as a forehead will. So the, the thermometer will scan the hair and you'll get some really off reading of like the person is dead. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so a couple of times <laughs> so I had to ask Halloween, people to part. Very yeah, spooky. I had to ask people to part their fringes. But because the veil was sitting very close to my sister's head and, and there is there was like gaps in it that I could put the beam through i was fine didn't have to lift yeah. the veil you just but didn't need to do the, any um, of this 
Yeah, the the the, the kind of best. Um, the the my favorite moment of the wedding was my mum came up to me and said, "Can you give this to Joe when she comes in?" Because mum wanted to sit down in the front, and she gave me a ring uh, that I'd never seen before that had like a sapphire in it, and I was like, "Oh, what's this for?" And she goes, "Oh, well, it's." It's what she goes. Oh, what is it? It's something old and something blue. And I was like, No, it's something <laughs> borrowed. And then my mom's like, Yo, well, she's gotta give it back. Then uh, <laughs> 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 I had to give my sister a uh, ring and was like, Hey, mom, I want you to have this for I guess two and a half hours, but you need to give it back at the end. But of also, the but also, there is something blue in that rhyme. So your sister just like your mom was right, and you yeah. just cost your sister a ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Oh right. Well I don't look I couldn't remember it. <laughs> she didn't anyway, have to give it back um, at all. <laughs> well there you go. <laughs> well that's that's a nice Halloween. Uh I had yeah. a I I had like the first one where Moses was like old enough to like kinda know something's going on and, and like the neighborhood mm. kids kinda came around, we had this little party and we dressed Moses up like Moses, it was great. He had a little stick and some tablets. Um, wow. Really? You made, did you make you made little tablets for your boy? <laughs> yeah, I cut him out of like a nappy box and made little these, these little tablets that he kinda held for like five seconds before throwing them off. I cut a hole in a pillowcase, a couple of holes mm. in a pillowcase, made his little robe. Wow. It was very fun. Do you think he got it? He was like, oh, this is because I'm named after biblical <laughs> oh, Moses. character. Moses, yeah. Moses. Yeah, no, good one, Dad. Would um, he know who Moses is? No, I mean, he, he knows who I am and he knows who his mother is. <laughs> he doesn't know who either of you are. So, I, I mean, no, he doesn't know who Moses is. Well, do you think he'll know? Do you think, who do you think he'll learn first? <laughs> Well, do you think you'll learn me or Moses first? I'm finding Desperado's doing very well. Maybe it will be me. Yeah, may- <laughs> maybe. That's true. Maybe fan. it'll be Alexi. T- I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that Moses knows Alexi before he knows him. And before he knows the biblical character that he shares a name with. Um, but we had, a, we, had a, uh, we had a neighborhood thing and I got, <laughs> I got like Bizarro slapped. You know... <laughs> You know the book, The Slap, and the television show, The Slap, mm, where yes. like Christos Solkus. It is based on Greek, Greek communities happenings, I believe. Absolutely, there is a barbecue. There's like a neighborhood thing, mm-hmm. and somebody slaps somebody else's kid, and that's yeah. like the that's like the spark, the, the, the kind of you know powder keg moment that sets off all this stuff. Oh I, right, okay. I was at a I was at a neighbor's Halloween thing, and his eight year old. Uh, came up, like just ran into the room, pointed at his dad, and then punched his dad square in the nuts. Whoa. Right? And then I laughed, and the kid turned and punched me right in the nuts. <laughs> you got sack whacked. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. How old was this kid, do you reckon? Probably probably eight. He's so, a good so and, like I, I know him too. Like, you I know, know what you're doing. Room. Oh, no, he totally knew what he was doing. He was right, pu- okay. punching people in the nuts because it's a funny thing to do. <laughs> but it was one of those things where, like, we didn't really... Like, I wasn't, like, the slap in that there was any kind of fallout other than mm. that he punched me in the nuts. Uh, it was just this kind of slightly awkward social thing where, like, <laughs> like no one really knew what to do. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was my Halloween. Did the kid get laughs? <laughs> did this get a... Did, did, did people oh, the kid, laugh? The kid, the kid got... It, it was like this. It was like the room was like, ha, 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 punch your dad in the nuts. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my God, he punched Ben in the nuts. And then they kind of realized that, hang on, you probably shouldn't be punching anybody in the nuts, but least of all this this kind of stranger. So it kind of went, ha, ha, ha. Oh, no, we don't do that. 
Um, and I think the dad was like also a little bit miffed that he didn't get that reaction from everybody. Oh, <laughs> like everyone yeah. was like, fuck yeah, get him. <laughs> was this being Brutal. held at your house, Ben? No, no, no. We'd gone right, to the neighbors okay. by then. Right. I yeah. was going to say, if, if, if this child came into your own house and then punched <laughs> you in your nuts, I mean, in many ways, you'd have to let the kid sort of have the house from now on. Take yeah, it you over. can marry my wife. He's got to raise my son now. <laughs> can I ask, <laughs> Just what was up- the mix yes. of emotions that you had during this sack whacking? Did you feel humiliated? Or did you feel yeah, I- <laughs> excited? Like, you're like, wow, this is taking me back to my youth when I was last sack I certainly, I certainly didn't feel excited or nostalgic. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was it was awkward. And it was, to be honest, not a little not a little painful. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's exciting. He really, he really went for it, you know? No, again, Alexi, it wasn't. You, you keep saying it was exciting. It, yeah. it no, wasn't it's thrilling, Ben. Yeah, it's thrilling. Really thrilling, thrilling moments. It, it wasn't thrilling. It was awful. <laughs> Uh, the other thing, just quickly before we launch into some classifieds, is I wanted to give you an update. Uh, last last time we got together and recorded something, you and I, Hing, um, uh, I, I told our listeners to dream about you because you didn't want anybody to dream about you. And I, I said, I said, I said, go, listeners, just really wow. try and kind of incept yourself into dreaming for- about Michael Hing. I've forgotten about this, yes. Yeah. And get back to us, send us a mm. message about your dream so I can tell you. Well, guess what, Michael? When I checked it yesterday, nobody had dreamt about you or if they mm. had, they hadn't gotten in touch. And I was really down about that. But then, no shit, last night, I dreamt about you. What? Whoa. I don't know if this was, I don't know if this was my subconscious, like stepping up, you know, when like you're at a show and like audiences aren't participating and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, it's going to have to be me, isn't it? Like, <laughs> maybe that was it. I don't know. But um, I, dream- right. I dreamt about you, Michael Hing. Okay. Well, um, previously, the only dream I can remember that you've had about me that you've told me before was that yep. um, I think I was putting on a Christian rock festival and you ruined it or something? Yeah, uh, no, I didn't ruin it. You wanted me to work there and I was kind of <laughs> insulted because I realised that you actually just wanted me to take tickets, I think, was the... <laughs> wow. In your, in, in your dreams, that's... Um... You take King's role, like at the wedding. You're just there at the front door <laughs> checking everyone's okay to enter. Yeah. All right, but that, so... wasn't, that wasn't the dream that I had. The dream that I had... <laughs> Was that we were recording this very podcast? I don't think it was with Alexi. I'm sorry, Alexi. That's you okay. Like you didn't, didn't you make, didn't make the, the dream. Wow. God damn! I <laughs> um, wonder who the dream guest was. I thought I, I, I thought was in with a chance. I can't recall. It was probably Bono. You know what I mean? Like it was probably Bono. Yeah. <laughs> um, we obsessed but, uh, with that guy. I would love to ask him about the glasses, about peace and stuff. Be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> what would you uh, ask him about the glasses? What would, like, you, what would you actually ask him? I would about like the glasses. Do you see the whole world as blue, or does it look normal <laughs> when you wear the glasses? Because for us, it looks like you're wearing blue glasses, but to what, you, does the world look glasses? blue? Well, doesn't wear yellow glasses. I'm mainly thinking of think- like he wears blue in my in my eyes. Maybe I'm the one with the no, fucked think- up vision. He wears different shades of glasses. Wow, depending wears- on I suppose Bono's mood. That oh, is so, so I'm looking at this now, just doing a quick Google search, there's like an orange pair and like an orangey red pair he wears. Wow, there's okay. a more blue uh-huh. pair he wears. And there is also a kind of a uh, yellowish and a purple pair. So he's got, wow. he's got a purple pair. Well, yeah. I guess I yeah. might change my question. I might ask is what out of all the different colors of glasses you have, <laughs> <laughs> which one is your favorite? <laughs> 
I, I actually <laughs> saw I saw you two in concert last year. It might be like the last big concert I ever get to go to. And um, yeah. they it was like magnificent. Like it was I, I want to go because I do like you too. I would admit that on the record here. If this is the first time I publicly mm-hmm. said it out loud. I like you yeah. too. No big whoop. They're a great band. And then um <laughs> I also had never been to like a big stadium rock show. So I'm like, I've got to go experience this once in my freaking life. You too. Congratulations. You're it. Bono the Edge, Adam Clayton, and the other guy. I can't wait to go see what you guys are up to. I'm very, I'm very impressed you got to Adam Clayton. I yep. think it's actually more insulting. It's more insulting to the other guy. Because well, I think like you either know Bono. I think there are three types of U2 knowledge, right? Yes. Mm. There's Bono. I just know Bono's in there. There's I know Bono and the Edge. Yep. And I know all of them. I yes. think what you've done there is specifically very insulting to the other. <laughs> well, I actually do know the other one's name. His name is Larry Mullen Jr. But you preempted me at the start of the episode saying, this is now humor podcast. And like you said, you just pointed out why the option I chose was the single funniest option that I could employ to what the amount of YouTube knowledge I would have would be. So I knew all of them, but I knew the funniest option would be to play by a little thing that I researched prior uh-huh. to this show. It's this idea of the yep. rule of threes. Everything is funny. Sure. In threes, mm-hmm. it's a well, normal you know, jump in hearts. Would Can be content just, just this- to do the jokes, but only Free Little Good Home <laughs> will do a joke and then spend two minutes <laughs> just explaining why yeah. at all, if any humour was contained within the joke. Look, you've got to fill fifty minutes with something. So, like, yeah, exactly. joke and then director's commentary on the joke. Alexi, just a real quick thing here. Gain don't want a side coach, but this is a, a humour podcast. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's a lie podcast. So okay, it- I shall. Keep Keep it honest, you, then. I thank went you very to much. You can be funny. I know all the members of you two. I promise you that. <laughs> I will listen to their songs privately and in, often in public. And especially the most public Wait. setting I've ever listened to their songs was, in yep. fact, during this concert. And I was sharing what? the experience with many, many people. <laughs> Who can all was back this, this up? Was this yes. the, um, which, 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 which concert, was it? which tour was this? Because I've been to see you two before as well. This was the most recent tour. This was last year. This was their oh, right, okay. uh, Joshua Tree reunion tour where mm. they were just doing the Joshua right. Tree. A lot of classic U2 hits from that album that one would say mm. are on that album and they were performed live within that setting. And then one of the things that happened in this, like there were some new songs that they played and one of the songs was like this this song that only Bono could ever do. There were two things that was like such like a Bono move. And one of them was like this feminist anthem <laughs> written by Bono. It was like a new song that they had. And it was like, you know, t- singing about like women's rights and stuff like that and how like magical women are. And they have like this giant like LCD screen behind them, like the biggest screen I've ever seen. And it just yeah, had that's like, like their famous concert thing, right? Yeah. And it's got like incredible like short film footage, like all this footage going on it. But for this song, it just had like notable women from around the world. So it would have like, uh, but they like, they kept on like customizing things for Australian settings. So like you'd see like famous women that you would know, like you'd see like Maya Angelou and then like it would cut from Maya Angelou to like a stock footage <laughs> of Magda Sabansky <laughs> and like, it's like, a, like Rachel Griffiths and stuff. I'm like, yeah, these are like Australian women that we can show. 
<laughs> and then like so the, it's, it's like it's like the equivalent of doing local gear everywhere you yeah, go yeah 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 and it was like it got <laughs> even more strange like all this like local stuff like the whole time like bono's been going like australia you're an incredibly old country you've been around for thousands of years and like just going on about that and it's like wow this is pretty cool and then like you know it's you too so like even though they're like probably older fans they're probably still pretty woke because it's bono and then at the end of the thing where he's like he's like really rolled us up like yeah we are australia we are this beautiful country then like this like fucking 100 foot like meter screen or whatever just starts glowing with the australian flag and not a single person in the audience was moved by the patriotism of seeing this flag and it was just like this song about like trying to inspire that energy within you and it was just like the most off base little research that anything's ever gone to to think that people would be moved by seeing the australian flag in this concert setting <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. Uh just quickly Hing, do you want to know what, what what my dream was? Yes, I do. Very quickly. What was your dream about me? We were recording an episode and I said, you know, we did a, we did an ad. I can't remember what the ad was, but I remember it being really good and I said this is such a funny ad. Where did you find it? And then you said to me off mic, "Oh dude, I write I wrote it. I write, I write all of this. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> 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 like I, and That's I was like, the genius you, of the part. Wow. I was like, have you been, have you been running all the ads the whole time? He's like, yeah, man. Like, how the fuck did you think this worked? And I was so angry, and I quit the podcast. So wow. I'm just telling you, if that's what you're doing, like, don't tell me because <laughs> Dream wow. Ben has acted in the in the way that I think real Ben would. Like, I would just, I would draw a line in the sand. I'd say this is ridiculous. Wow. We've, we've misled thousands and thousands and thousands of people. For years, we're like the Mike mm. Daisy of comedy podcasts. You know, just making <laughs> stuff up. Mm. Uh, we're gonna. So, I mean, in I many didn't... ways, the aim of this podcast is to ruin the reputation of Ira Glass. So, in that way, we <laughs> are the Mike, <laughs> Mike Daisy. <laughs> oh, so, what, a, what a great joke, everyone! What a great joke. <laughs> so, uh, look, I don't. I don't even want to hear you deny it. You know, I and mean? let's just move okay. on. And I can just sure. say, I don't know where. I don't. Where, I don't know where these crazy ads come from. Mm-hmm. Guys, in the traditional Free the Good Home, I'm actually going to ask for a little joke explainer on this one. I'm actually not sure who <laughs> Mike Daisy is, and I don't understand <laughs> the humour of such a reference. And I'm sure I'm not the okay. only one that's listening to this conversation who's um, sitting here stone-faced, wondering who the fuck Mike <laughs> Daisy is. Uh, okay, okay, so Mike Daisy, Mike Daisy is a monologist who, yes. uh, about, I would say, seven, six or seven years ago, did uh, a, a monologue uh, in a theater that went very well, and okay. it was about going to China. He's an American. He went to China and he um, observed the conditions of the various factories that make Apple products. And yeah, it was Fox a very moving factory. thing about mm-hmm. how 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 awful the conditions were in these places. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This was then turned into a podcast episode for This American Life, yes. uh, hosted by Ira Glass. Okay. And as soon as it was released. It, I'm cutting hey, every word of this, by the way, but sure. go for it. It needs to be said. It needs to be said, I think, you know. <laughs> as soon as it was, it was released. I'm far too lazy. 
as soon as it was released, it was immediately identified that he'd made up most of the thing. Like, oh. Most of the experiences were completely fabricated. And even though there are horrible things that happened in the Apple factories, he didn't actually observe any of them because, you know, he, he just sort of like been on the outside and wasn't allowed in and the yeah. rest of it. And so then he had to do a yeah. whole episode with Ira Glass where Ira was like, why did you lie? And he's like, I don't know, I felt like it. And that was the whole <laughs> wow. fucking saga. It's, some of, it, it, it's honestly some of the most awkward and, and really interesting radio I think wow. This American Life has, has ever put out because like... Yeah. Ira Glass is so angry and Mike Daisy is so like ashamed but like it, it's like being it's like somebody it's like a grown 50 year old man being called into the principal's office and the so weirdest funny. thing about it is well not the weirdest thing like, the oh. best thing about it is they they leave in all the silence like so there's I, there is a moment oh, when Ira wow. is like so like so you just lied and he's like oh I don't think I lied like, what did you do and I reckon like 15 seconds passes of just dead air and you think that your like device isn't working anymore <laughs> and then wow. it's just like it's like really like lips know. right up on the mic he's like oh, i guess i probably lied <laughs> like, it's so good. wow um anyway well, so that's that part that's that joke about had I that had one known, thing that happened eight years had, ago had i known that reference i might have laughed i think that's pretty funny now that i understand <laughs> it i can see well, the Alexi, humor I'm- in there I encourage you when we put this episode out to go back and have a listen to that yeah. bit with the context that you have now and, and give yourself a little bit of a, a tittle. I think have so. a chuckle. A chuckle. Yeah. And uh, I well, might even tattle. Uh, I might tell the group and go, guys, check out this episode. If you want to laugh <laughs> like might, I um, did, check out this new app of This American Life from about eight years ago. Most likely behind a paywall. I did have to pay $15 for a, a season of This American Life to get it. But boy, was it worth it? <laughs> uh, yeah, you might also snitch on us to Mike Daisy, but this is a podcast <laughs> where we go through the week's classifieds and find the best and worst things to talk about. I might kick us off because we are approaching, I think, half an hour into the podcast with our classified, which might be a new record. I mean, we always say uh, that. But it'll be up there. It'll be up this there. was sent in by Claire Daravan. Thank you, Claire. And it's from uh, Bicep Cell Has No Rules group. It's been posted by someone, and there's just a it's from Perth in Western Australia. Hello, Perth. Wow. And it ha- uh, the picture is just a, 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 a slab of freshly poured concrete. That's the picture. And here's the text of the, of, the, of the ad. I'm selling a fresh concrete slab as I've done it at the wrong house and it won't fit the new one. <laughs> 500 bucks or you can pick it up. Sorry, and you can pick it up. Wow. <laughs> wow. And it, the concrete is so fresh. This picture is yeah. so fresh. Yeah, it really. It, um, I mean, and that is also that is also like really well. Like, look, I, I'm not going to pretend. Gorgeous. At least not. I'm not going to Mike Daisy this yeah. and pretend <laughs> that I know more about um, you know concrete slabs than I than I do. But to me, it looks like this is really good work. Yeah, you know what I mean? Stunning. Yeah. Like, Listen, me, as as someone who grew up in the, within the Greek Australian community, I know <laughs> a, good, a fair few things about a beautifully placed concrete slab in the backyard of a house. I was not going to say anything. I was, I was thinking about that. Yes. It was like the one time we have a Greek guy talking about concrete slabs. A concrete slab in a backyard. That's uh, listen. I knew that I was brought here on this episode for a reason, and this is why I'm here: is to identify the quality of the pour on this concrete and whether it could be transported and s- or not. 
And let me okay, tell so you, what are your, th- what are your thoughts? <laughs> I honestly think that this is such stellar work. This is such stellar concrete pouring work. It looks so smoothed out. It looks like it. It looks like it was made for this place. And I actually think it would be heresy and a crime to remove this slab and take it anywhere else. This is what was intended by our Lord Zeus, our Lord Zeus, and the Lord of the Underworld, Hades. This is used to prevent Hades from climbing up from the underworld and into the mortal realm. That's why. I <laughs> us Greeks have these large slabs of concrete in our backyards. <laughs> it is all based on superstition that we hold. Alexi, as a um, as as a Greek person, mm. uh, have you ever been to Greece? I don't know. I have been to Greece. I lived in Greece for just under one year when I was a young right. boy, coming well, of age. Alexi speaks. Alexi speaks Greek. If you yeah. listen to um, if you listen to Finding Drago, mm. uh, which we will talk about in due time. Uh, the first, the, the first season of that of that uh, grouping, uh, he does speak Greek to a librarian, and it's very oh, nice, of course, it's very touching. Of course, of course, I'd forgotten about that. Um, well, I just yeah. wanted to know: is the is the pouring of concrete in the backyard? Is that just in a, a Greek Australian tradition, or, or in Greece is it also very common? Well, you see, Hing, the, you've asked me a question that I actually do not have a possible answer for, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should use this as an opportunity to pro- to perform some improvised comedy and come up with a funny uh-huh. a funny situation uh-huh. that would describe both of them being similar or different, or if I should mm-hmm. just say I actually don't know, and we can you know c- continue riffing in another well, it's realm. Just a, it's just a it's just a fun it's a it's a it's a, it's kind of a funny observation, right? And I wonder if. If it is, if like Greek communities around the world, mm. uh, you know, enthusiasts uh, in terms of the, like you know, uh, concrete in the backyard, or if it's just an Australian thing, because I feel like the reason it's so, I guess, like quote unquote, funny in Australia is because Australians generally are so passionate about their lawns and their backyards mm. to a fault, frankly. Yeah, um, sure. And so the idea of like concreting your backyard is seen as like a funny, wacky thing in Australia because the only thing Australians are really proud of is like you know their backyards. We invented the hills hoist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, mm-hmm. you can well, put a hills either- hoist on concrete. I've seen it done. Wow. I've seen it done wow. in most backyards <laughs> I've been to in my entire life. You can, it can be done. <laughs> well, I don't know what to think anymore. So what do well, you think? Do we can think? Can I just uh, say do, do it's actually think, a proud yeah. moment for me to make another ethnic comedian kind of feel a little bit ashamed of themselves <laughs> while explaining <laughs> while explaining <laughs> their theories behind uh, behind an ethnic stereotype used for much use of comedy within this country over the last fifty to sixty years. This is actually one Absolutely. of my proudest moments. Would love for uh, all of this to be edited. Frankly, would love it all to be cut out. <laughs> No, unfortunately, unfortunately, you uh, you don't have that ability. I don't. Um, wow. Well, yeah, and on so- the ethnic spectrum, you're further along than I, and I was able to pull the trump cards. Yeah, what do you that's, mean by that, Alexi? Some, let's drill into that, shall we? That's some I would say uh, that the difference is <laughs> you, I am ethnically diverse. I am culturally diverse, yet I am ethnically white, whereas you are both ethnic- ethnically diverse and ethnically um, and culturally diverse. And you have and once notice- again trumped me. This is how this thing works. You'll notice work. that... Uh, that, that- You'll notice that I have been, uh, I've just been sort of like standing from the sidelines here being like, you're fucking up, but like very careful not to say anything else. I'm just like, put him in a body bag. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm, in, that's all I'm willing to sort of dip my toe into this particular. 
Oh, well, that's the new colonialism, Ben. It's the new colonialism. Um, would you pay five hundred dollars? Pay five hundred dollars? Do you want me to? Um, do you want me to appraise this? <laughs> do you want me to appraise how much this is worth? Because I would say a pour this good is worth far more than five hundred dollars. It is worth the pride of your entire neighborhood to have a pour this good, <laughs> and to see it be crumbled up and get thrown away or given to another place. That is actually quite disgraceful, but well, could, it, could it be transported? Could it be transported <laughs> like wholes? That's what I mean. Like, could you actually get this out without smushing it up? In which case, it's not worth any money, right? I would say that if you were to dig this up and keep it in one whole piece, it would be in danger of actually create with that indentation in the ground of creating the perfectly sized portal for one Hades and yeah, Cerberus to, to come up from so, the underworld. Cerberus so itself. Perhaps, <laughs> so perhaps this is a pretty good deal for Hades. Yeah. Perhaps just Hades pays a, a nice little 500 bucks to make this beautiful port just go away. Uh, and then Bob's your uncle, Addy comes. Yeah, I guess so. Um, can I wish that it? name? Can I just tell you? I got a. I wish this name was not scribbled out on this thing because I bet that they are Greek. I will bet you <laughs> that it is a Greek surname that is obscured underneath this like crudely drawn markings on here. <laughs> um, do you guys want one from me? Yeah, let's go. Uh, this was sent in by Penny Rumble. Penny wow. Rumble, what a thank name. Thank you, Penny. And uh, uh, thank you. This is uh, in the uh, Canberra <laughs> area of... A, it looks like a kind of a bi-swap cell. Oh, my lords. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, in the in the home goods decorative <laughs> accents mm. area of home goods, I'm not sure mm. if that's like as in like just like little things that pop like accents. Uh, or mm. I'm, I'm just not sure. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. Um, the title is <laughs> is Hitler the skunk, mm-hmm. and that's <laughs> 150 dollars. Yep. <laughs> says, this is a rare Hitler the skunk solid <laughs> cast iron. Size is. 12 centimeters by 4 centimeters by 1 point by 12 centimeters um, asking $150 no low ballers or offers pick up at this place uh, no holds can't hold it for you can post at your expense wow. if it's still up for grabs so what we're looking at here is mm-hmm. like, it looks like these measurements are surprising to me because it doesn't look that big to me. But it it, it look to me it looks like an ushi. You know what I mean? Yes. To me it looks like the it size of an ushi. The size of an ushi. But apparently it's about <laughs> two to three size measurements. <laughs> for for international listeners, ushis are these fucked little um uh, toys that that yeah, our, our supermarket toys mm. that our supermarkets give out and that kids somehow lose their mind over and that there is like ushi mania because there's ran there's rare ones there's rare ushis which culminated I have to say because we've started talking about ushis and and you you can't <laughs> without telling this yeah because there are rare ushis and <clears throat> parents need to get the rare ushis for their kids and also just strange people want them. Um, certain bushies are worth a lot of money. Back in, I think one, I think it was just before the bushfires. Um, yes, it was, like, it was, it was last huge, year. Yeah, there was a huge drought. Um, a lot of farmers were in a lot, a lot of trouble, and a farmer actually got one of the rarest bushies in his just like regular shop or whatever. Mm. Um, and he put it online 
uh, trying to sell it for like a lot of water for his fire. It was like one of the most like fucking post-apocalyptic things I've ever seen. Yes. He was trying to trade this little Simba the Lion King <laughs> Ushi for water for his crops. Uh, and uh, uh, there was a big pylon. People started cyberbullying the farmer yeah. it was um, awful. for doing this. It was a lot of people saying, just give it to a kid who wants it or whatever. Um, and he was like, no, I'm trying to raise awareness about this drought. We're like dying out here. We don't have any support. Anyway, eventually this whole thing culminated in him on live breakfast television. On the Today Show. Oh, on the yes. Today Show. Wow. <laughs> on the Today Show, beheading ISIS-style this Ushi. <laughs> and got you a pair of hear people screaming yeah. out across Australia. Yeah. He got a pair of kitchen scissors. You're, you're quite right, Michael. He mm. got a pair of kitchen scissors and and with some difficulty because he obviously couldn't practice it beforehand. I mean, there's quite um, a lot actually, of resistance you know in that little rubber ushi. You know, they're not mm. they're yeah. quite sturdy. I mean, they're well made. That's why people love them. But the, the, the best thing about it is because Australia, like, because farmers in Australia are, are sort of these... Um, uh, considered like battling sacred people who yeah. you just can't insult. Everything they do is, is, is wonderful. Um, the, the the tone of the beheading of the Yushi as a segment <laughs> took on an entirely heroic um, like kind of candor, oh despite the fact Lord. that it was literally a man in a field cutting the head off a toy. And, I, um, yeah, and, and the you quote know what? from this article I'm looking at right now says, apparently during the, the, the broadcast, I'd forgotten about this, he, apparently he said... I'm just standing up for what's right. <laughs> we come from a fake country. This is this is what we've just said is 100% true. We all know it, but it sounds yeah. like something completely made up. This sounds like fantasy. It sounds like something from a shit movie, but this was like a big yeah. news story and there was lots of powerful emotions. You'll read, I remember reading the comments on like articles posted for this, just like decrying this farmer, just like saying that yeah. he should have given it to a kid in need. He never deserved the Uzi in the first place. And like, it was like some sacred item that he found. Like this is like, they're like, this is the guy that pulled the sword from the stone. I do not think so he is not worthy of it um anyway well, then this this, this, this particular this, Uchi, this mm. particular i would have zero mm. problem with anybody from any occupation <laughs> beheading live on the today show this Although, is one of the rarest Uchis. That, yeah they're gonna, find, they're gonna find it difficult because it is solid cast iron mm. so you, you'd want some sort of like hacksaw an or, angle um, grinder of sorts an angle grinder. Yeah. <laughs> because this is ladies and gentlemen <sighs> This is for one hundred fifty dollars. It is the it is the body of a skunk, mm -hmm. but with the head of the mad dictator from the Third Reich, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> and <laughs> it is it's it's magnificent. This is one of the more magnificent things I've ever seen. If I would love this to pop up on Antiques Roadshow just to like explain <laughs> what the heck is going on, because it looks like it's in good condition. So this is not from the it's 19, a pretty good condition. This is not from the nineteen forties. It's like has to become later than this, right? Because the paint still paint present. Has come off. Well, some of the paint has come off his nose, let's be clear. Like, yes, it's not yeah. in mint condition. Um, and also, I will say this. That is, it is definitely the head of Adolf Hitler. But I mm. will say he is sporting a moustache that I don't think Hitler ever had mm. when he was in power. It's he knows. In fact, I would say of, of all the characteristics of Adolf Hitler in terms of his face, 
I would say probably the most famous is that little um, yes. Hitler moustache. It's named after him. Um, <laughs> this moustache that he's got now, Ben, would you describe it as like Salvador-esque? Or would you... <laughs> how would you... He's, he's not he's not he's not sporting the the the, the Adolf moustache that we all mm, know and love. Exactly. <laughs> um, this is more um, in the realm of a Burt Reynolds or perhaps even a John Waters, if you will. Uh, oh, as I would oh, say, is it uh, John esque? It's a John esque moustache. Would you say or it's a, it, a, a Toliopolis? I was going to say, is it, it's it Alexi-ish? It is in that realm. But might I also point out another distinguishing feature of this Hitler? That um, is unlike the, the 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 visage of this dictator that I'm familiar with is that he is sporting a pair of uh, Spock-like Vulcan ears. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> what the fuck is with those ears? He looks like freaking Link. He looks like Link or like a, a, a Hillian from the game The Legend of Zelda. They're pointed. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's just so so just it's a body of a skunk, the head of mm-hmm. what is meant to be Hitler. And mm-hmm. it's 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 not being joined together like from two separate items. This is cast iron, so they've made it as one. This this item yes. was intended originally to be made like this. This wasn't sort of stuck together as a. This joke. wasn't some like Frankenstein Ushi like yes. like uh, exactly. Doctor Doctor uh, Island of Doctor Moreau mm. Ushi this, lab, so which I'm sure it, this yeah. is forged in flame. This has been forged in flame <laughs> with precision to look like what if Hitler were to be on the head of a skunk. Now, on, on I, I imagine the, yeah. when this was made, the, po- the point of putting Hitler's face on a skunk is to insult mm. Hitler. You know what I yes. mean? It's like, you obviously, know, Hitler you... stinks or whatever, right? That's, mm, the, sure. that, that's the extent of this satire, I imagine. But mm. nowadays, like, I, 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 there was probably a time maybe in the <laughs> 50s or the 60s, if you went to someone's house and they had that, you'd be like, oh, I remember the Second World War. Hitler does stink. Great, you know, <laughs> yeah. great skunk Hitler. But if you people went to someone's did, house... Did, people <laughs> did seem to remember that war, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying if, if you went into someone's house now in 2020 and they had anything with Hitler's face on it, it's a, it's a red, it's a, surely it's a red flag. Yes. I think you're absolutely right because I don't think that there's anything so humiliating you can do to the to the to the head of Adolf Hitler that justifies having that head in your house. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I mean, now, now you've thrown down an interesting challenge. Uh, what's the like, worst thing you could? Yeah. Okay, I mean, if, so, if, if if okay, let, let me put it this way because I think it, there's there's a, there's a tipping point where it goes the other way too. If I went to somebody's house and they had like the piss Christ thing, but it was Hitler in a big thing of piss. Yeah, and they were like, and I was like, what? What's that? And they were like, you know, bloody fuck Hitler, you know, he's in piss. I'd be like, I think he's bad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, we all take that as red. Why? You, you know what I mean? Like, I would, oh, like, I would. Why assume, are you trying to prove this? I would assume that that person was a Nazi. Yeah, like, I would Who are you trying to convince? It's a real yeah. case of that doth protest too much, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'd be like, I'd be like, you're gilding the lily here. Mm. This is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so for one hundred fifty dollars, I mean, I can't imagine I would buy this. Alexi, Ben, would you uh, would be interested in the Hitler the no, skunk? It's too big. The only thing you could probably use it for is like a monopoly token, but it's far too big for that. <laughs> mm, you it's know what like I mean? a it's a classic paperweight size. You know, it's like an it's a proper knickknack size. But I cannot yeah, imagine why one would have this and why. And also, $150 is quite... It's a chunk of change that you're giving up to have this little anthropomorphic character who, as well, I'm going to say it, there's something about this that, unfortunately, is very cute. (laughs) And I think think that is not an ideal thing that you would want in this item. If you were trying to, like, mock Hitler by having, like, this little skunk toy... 
you would want it yeah. to look ugly or something, but there's yeah, something with claws of, yeah, and with exactly. like sort of you know scraggly. This or is a very like lines, plump, um, something. Real, real DreamWorks skunk. I think we yes. have here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. it's possibly a reject- I mean, we know that. We know that Walt Disney was an anti-Semite for large portions of his life. Do you sure. think this was actually a rejected uh, Disney uh, draft, mm. perhaps? I yes, think this uh, was Michael, the original flower. I, I, they were like, we've got a pitch for flower. <laughs> so a lot of people think it stinks. So what about if we put Hitler's head on it? <laughs> Alexi, do you want to take us home, please? I do, indeed. The one that I've got to take you home, it comes from Liam.jpg. Oh, just Liam. Liam. And this is titled Tinnitus. And it says, how do I get tinnitus without hearing loss? Huh? (laughs) This person trying to get tinnitus? How do I get tinnitus without hearing loss? I'm really into noise. And he capitalized noise as if it was... His noise... He's talking about, I believe, the Brendan Cowell movie from 2007, the Australian film. No, not Alexi. Stay, stay focused, Alexi. Stay focused. It's, Don't get capitalised. Hing. It's the only thing I can assume. It's a proper noun. Therefore, it is the specific film Noise from 2007. And, I'm really into noise. Noise is and- about noise is about tinnitus. It's a guy with tinnitus. Huh. Yeah, so he's a fan yeah. of that movie. Is what okay, we're presuming. Okay. He's like. Let me continue reading. I'm really into noise, okay, and I okay. must say, Brendan Cowell is one of my favorite actors. I admire he him does in not many say ways. That. I've got the text. I've got the text in front of me. It doesn't say that. <laughs> that's not the. That's not the classified I wrote, Alexi. I wrote okay. these. I did not write Brendan Cowell. Okay, I'm really into noise, and I I is not capitalized. However, when he's talking about himself, so he doesn't have a very high opinion of his own self. No. And I think having a high pitched ringing sound in my ear permanently would be awesome. <laughs> okay, you might think I'm joking, but I'm not. It's like making the choice to get a tattoo. You only do it if you're committed enough. I've thought about it for a while, and I think I'd really like to do this. What's the best way to go about it? Okay, can I can I say as someone who has had quite bad tinnitus in the past and mm-hmm. also has tattoos, it is nothing like that. <laughs> I feel like I'm uniquely qualified. Yeah, you're you're qualified to answer this. Wow. I mean, but the thing is, Ben, when you had tinnitus, though, it what you didn't get tinnitus with meaning. You know, you didn't get it to commemorate something. Mm. No, I and didn't. I think maybe, maybe had you done that, you'd be, um, you know, a little bit, well, a little well, bit more sympathetic well, to this classified. Well, also, I never got like I was never a huge fan of Noise starring Brendan Cowell. Yeah, so, like, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, if he I, was like, I'm really into Copland as well. That's another movie that has tinnitus featured in it very heavily. So it's like, really? yeah, there's a couple. There's that's two examples of movies where cop has tinnitus. And it is a central theme of the plot. I am. Well, I. I just don't know if noise. And I know you are a huge supporter of Australian cinema, mm, Alexi. And yes. I, and I. And I don't want to seem like I'm disparaging. It's tantamount to uh, my being. our industry. Yeah, but I don't know if noise had a, had that much cut through as a film. No, it did not. It's a bit of a cult classic. But even using the word cult, I would say, um, is a bit too much. I think it's a very fine film. It's a great Australian picture. And I'm glad that there's just one fan out there that is still really burning the torch for noise and trying to like so, live that-, that life. You know the ringing that someone gets in their ears known mm. as tinnitus? Um, yes. Uh, I heard a rumour once... 
that it's always a high pitched noise. I like guess it's like a really high pitched noise, and the reason it and and uh, the relation to your hearing is that that that's your ear losing that's its the ability swan to song hear of that frequency. Yeah, mm. to he- yeah to hear that frequency. And um, you know, so so it, it means I just it's sort don't of know like why the way that you would lose be the your hearing. Yeah, I have no idea. That was just an urban <laughs> legend, but they that I heard. But, um, but uh, it, it, over time, and I do know that you are unable uh, as as you go on to hear higher and higher pitched noises. Yeah, um, mm. that's true. You do lo- you lose your you lose your hearing from the top down. Because I remember, oh how I, was it when we were in high school, Ben, or maybe when you just started uni? There teen was buzz, a thing the, called the, Teen the, Buzz. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Teen Buzz, Alexi? What's Teen Buzz? I would say that, so, you know, I'm just a tiny bit younger than you guys, so I may have missed out on Teen Buzz. <laughs> teen <laughs> Buzz was, was this... Okay, so here's how it started. Yeah. It started as a way that I think it was the London City Council mm-hmm. decided to keep youths away from train stations <gasps> at night. Yes! I remember the, this. I remember would, this. Yeah, they'd play this frequency that only, like, teenagers can hear. Well, pe- teenagers and people younger than teenagers. Um, it's like super high, very annoying, mm. um, but the, the rest of the community wouldn't be able to hear. And then uh, that became a bit of a thing. And then teens were like, well, we'll just start using this as our ringtone. Mm. Um, and like, haha, we got you. But now that I think about it, like, just put it on vibrate. Mm. Yeah. Well, it was so that it could disrupt the entire class, but the teacher wouldn't be able to hear it because the, the ringing oh. sound would be out, would be away from the 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 teachers uh outside of the teachers hearing patterns mm. um yeah so it, it, it originally started as something called the mosquito or the mosquito alarm which was That's used to deter right. teens and then teen buzz was launched in uh, i think 2008 as a mobile ringtone yeah um and it yeah it's now sold commercially i remember the ads they would be ads on tv that was like if you, you want your get phone a lot to of ring, ads for ringtones on tvs do they <laughs> anymore. Were, anymore they were like a real part of my youth was those ads on tv for ringtones i remember i had my mum's phone and she made me off the tv buy the sex and the city theme song for her phone <laughs> Really? <laughs> yes, to be the her ringtone. And earlier I, in that? this episode, I did talk about my love for you too. My ringtone was a, a polyphonic version of "Beautiful Day." Wow! Wow! Yeah, wow. that's true. <laughs> um, I have the hearing. I, I know that I have because I used to study when I was at uni. I studied linguistics and, and and phonetics. And one of the things that we did was like we we looked at the teen buzz sound mm. and like basically the teacher just used a, a kind of computer thing to like start really high and then go low um and see when everybody could stop hearing yeah and um mm. i um at the time was working at a, at a venue that basically did heavy metal um and i had the hearing of a i think we worked out about a 70 year old man wow brutal <laughs> uh, really yeah. what is yeah. what what how what do you think's caused that then because you're not exactly someone who's um is it, is it years working in, in bars where there were gigs going on? Is it um, you, your love were of... You, were you not listening? Mm, he were you doing that thing? It. Because... He <laughs> like actually explained literally... it in the preamble. <laughs> really? Yeah, I heard, he told, maybe I heard something for a bit. You were I talking what, about... I, think, since I heard about... Something, something that has happened since mm. you've started doing regular Triple J stuff is that you do the equivalent of just checking the text line every now and again, mm. where you just I completely think... zone out... <laughs> He said, can I, can I, I can actually recreate word for word what Ben said because I was listening so intently. Ben was saying, okay, Lexi, I'm very sorry. Ben was saying that he studied linguistics in, um, in university. Yeah, and no, I one got of the that. things that they did yep. was they showed this range. Yep. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the, he found out he had the, uh, the hearing of a 70 year old man because he'd played at venues, which essentially, and he did use a word like essentially, 
uh, played heavy mm-hmm. metal. And then I was thinking like, well, it sounds like it actually was heavy metal, not just like heavy metal. It sounds like it would <laughs> be the genre. But you might have got lost like me when he said he studied linguistics. I was thinking it would be very funny if I were to chime in now and said, funny you studied linguistics. I studied linguini. In, in, in university and I thought is there going to be enough room for me to chuck that in there wasn't enough room at the time but then I was like I've, uh... I've got to listen to what Ben's saying so that's why I listened so intently because I was trying to find the gap in there for me to say that oh well, my god on I'm that, on that I really want to make sure we have enough time to talk about this podcast that you're doing um, because that to me is just such a classic Alexi Teleopolis uh, goof <laughs> And uh, and you could hear goofs of a similar stupidity uh, on a season that already exists between mm-hmm. you and Cam James, Finding Drago, which was one of my favourite podcasts, I think, of the past five years. Uh, oh, damn. Just we this incredible- it was uh, Mike Dacey <laughs> and uh, Ira Glass. <laughs> it was just after that cutoff. I believe you said that was eight years ago. So we were not in the same yeah, ballpark. Yeah. I, I really did just pull a number out of my ass there because I didn't want to say it was my most favourite of all time because I felt like I'd be really simping for you there. Mm, but I also, if really pressed, couldn't think of couldn't think of a podcast <laughs> I'd ever enjoyed more. So you, well done, thank well you, done. You, you brought it out of me. Thank you, thank um, you. We, it's it's like a it's a it's a mystery podcast. It's uh, the way I tend to pitch it to people is is it's like um, if Serial were run by two idiots is <laughs> yes. pretty much the. It's Serial seriously stupid is how I would say. Oh, my Siri just yeah. my Siri chimed in after saying all those words out loud. Um, yeah. I'll cut it out, Siri. Um, yeah, it's, so, uh, yeah, this it's, new uh, season. And, oh, you keep going. And and please edit this part out where we're all talking over each other. I will not be doing that. Okay. Because um, <laughs> we're not prof- we're, we're not a professional podcast out of the Australian Broadcasting Net- uh, mm. Australian Broadcasting Corporation, which mm. Finding Neverland, Finding Desperado. Oh my gosh! No, no, no! That, we're not Finding Neverland. We're not doing that kind of thing. It's actually quite, um, you know, it's quite wholesome. Quite wholesome. Um, Finding Desperado is the sequel to Finding Drago. We've mm-hmm. got a new mystery. It's the yes. same team. Same team. Uh, and it's out now. It's, it's, it's out it's, now. Is it all out or is it no, out week just by week? Week by week. Episode one is out now. And it is uh, about us. We found another very interesting person out there that has a bit of like an elusive charm about them, a bit of a mystery. Um, it is about a Guinness World Record that we believe to be phony. A phony, a fugazi, a fake Guinness World Record out there held by an elusive uh, European aristocrat who got the Guinness World Record for world's youngest filmmaker in 1973 for directing a movie called Lex the Wonder Dog. And we are trying to track down <laughs> this film and this, this man. This so many Alexi Toliopoulos boxes. Wow. Yes. I, yeah. It is. Um, um, it's a weird, very weird mystery adventure that we're going down this time. This is a very strange rabbit hole uh, that Cameron found uh, found this time. So it is. Um, yeah, because Cam Cam hosts it this time. It was the other way around before. Yeah, this is Cam's so story, and um, yeah, I'm the one um, that stuck along the ride with him this time. <laughs> <laughs> so I've um I've listened to the first ep, mm-hmm. and it is great. It is it is a return to form from the Noi Boys. Thank you, thank um, you. And also, um, I will say there are some voices on it that our listeners will recognise from Free to Get Home. The first episode has Ben Russell, of course, who who's features throughout. Yes, he plays um, and once Alex again Lee. the voice of our mysterious uh our the mysterious voice of your mystery target. person, yeah. yeah. 
and uh, Alex Lee is is in at least the first episode that I heard. So yeah, um, I think so Alex Lee really... is in every single episode. Yeah, so in, my, in many ways, I'm just saying this is in some ways you haven't built it this way, mm. but it's it's a free to work at home spin-off. You know what I mean? Like I think Absolutely. that's probably a good way for yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And financially, I think we could talk about that. You know, like yeah. in terms of rights and stuff. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I've probably get made merchandising Alexi. Yeah, we might get some merch out there. I probably made less than a buck an hour making this show, so I think <laughs> I think that you might you can you can swallow up my debt if you are so inclined uh, with making this show. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's um, like it is. It's a group. It's it's fun because with this kind of show, we do get to get like our very talented group of like comedy friends to make something like very different and very weird, and like get to experiment with like building tension in different ways. Oh. I cannot wait uh, to hear more of it. And that's just on, like, you don't have to go to ABC or anything. You just type in Finding Desperado and you'll yeah. get it. It's in your Apple Podcasts. It's in Google Podcasts. Finding Desperado is on those on the ABC Listen app. Um, but because it's ABC, those are the main places you can get it. But if you Google it, I'm sure you'll find Finding Desperado in other ways as well. Um, and if you Google Funny Podcast, perhaps. Yeah, I reckon mm. it would be I mean, one you'll of the get top this links. podcast and then we can link you to it as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But only this episode. I believe this is the first one where we attempted humor. So, um, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know um, maybe there'll be a bit more. Just briefly on the topic of potential merch, uh, mm. Ben, uh, you and I were thinking about the possibility of going to Brisbane to do a show, a live show for Free to Good Home. Ooh, uh, yes. We're not really sure about borders being reopened. Uh, you know, uh, the place where we live things, is still considered a all COVID hotspot. Being, yeah, all things being uh, uh, as they are now, we're hoping mm. to do a, a Brisbane show on the weekend of the 18th of December. So, uh, fingers crossed. That- Leave that open because wow. uh, we we're hoping to do that, and we're hoping to come up with some merch when we Ooh. get up there. Now, here was my <laughs> idea for merch, Alexi. Let me run by you and see if you would buy okay. this, or you think any of our listeners would buy this. Mm-hmm. It's um, we wanted something that we didn't want to do it's shirts a, and stuff because we felt like shirts. It's the body of a skunk of... with Hitler's head on it. We've got a prototype. <laughs> it's this cast iron. <laughs> no, so what we want to do is I didn't want to do t-shirts because I feel like there's so many podcast t-shirts out there. Yes. And I thought, what's something that people would actually use? Maybe while they're working from home, or just like mm-hmm. a thing that we can put out into the world to make people's lives better. And I was thinking, you know, what could actually be good is drink bottles. Right? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And I was like, how can I make a drink bottle that is like free to a good home branded mm. without it just mm-hmm. saying free to a good home on the drink bottle because then people would steal it? And I yes. thought, would do you think anyone would buy a drink bottle that just had written on it, this is not filled with cum? <laughs> <laughs> I actually do believe that would be uh, a highly sought after piece of merchandise. Uh, Hell I, yeah. Knowing this show as well as I do, I would say... Um, that come it heavily features throughout this series, and um, I do believe that people would like that. And All right, you, I'm, and- I'm 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 just furious. I'm just I'm gonna go and stand in the yard for an hour because I really. <laughs> I made I made the I made the fatal error of putting this question to Twitter and mm. like we have to make it now. Um, I would also say that not only did you make this error, you also made this bed and now you must lie in it. Much of the cum yep. talk from this podcast has come from your very <laughs> mouth, Ben. And so you must deal with the ramifications of, you know, how long has this podcast been going for? Five, six years? A lot of A has, years. Yeah, it's been about five, six years full of cum chat. And um, sure. that's you, dude. That's now, on you. Yeah, I know. I know. And now I just want, I want to put away childish things, but I can't. So, <laughs> Well, nothing is so, more adult uh, than the substance of semen. So you've done well. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, this has been an absolute uh, pleasure to have you, Alexa Teleopolis. Um, finding Desperado, uh, yep, find it where you find us. Yeah, and um, um, we also have uh, Total Reboot, which is our weekly movie podcast. Of course, Cam. yes. And while Finding Desperado is coming out, uh, I'll also say we're doing a very special mini-series on that that kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, the way that Finding Drago, the first season, was inspired like aesthetically and stylistically by Rocky in the Rocky movies, this mm-hmm. new season is very much inspired by 90s thrillers like Silence of the Lambs and uh, the talented yes. Mr. Ripley. So we are doing all like the Hannibal movies on the Total Reboot. We're talking at Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, and of course, Red Dragon, the remake of Manhunter. So they're very mm-hmm. good episodes with some very exciting guests on them. Oh, magnificent. And those are all really within certain bounds, great movies. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part, they are pretty good movies. For the most part, they're pretty good. Yeah. All right. Hing, it's been a pleasure. Alexi, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week. It's been all mine. See you next week. Bye. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you like making love at midnight in the dune, ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.